listening to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. My name is Alexis. I'm the show's host. I am the show. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the extreme nuances of fat loss and overall fitness. Um, This is an interesting topic, um, especially as the internet and social media, especially social media influencers, fitness influencers, have become um, such a standard baseline. We have people like Liver King all the way to people who are like Jordan Syed. So we've got lots of different spectrums um, of information. We've got too much information out there, wrong information, good information, bad information, science-backed information. I mean, it can become quite confusing. And especially from my perspective as a personal trainer um, with a background in um, athletics, it's it you get in arguments pretty much. Um, one person believes that they're right because of X, Y, and Z. The next person believes that they're right because of X, Y, and Z. You've got clients who are highly confused um, and don't know what to do when it comes to um, you know, owning their life with health and wellness. Um, you get pulled in every direction. I feel like we're finally killing the keto bug and walking away from that. Um, but you know, we've got fasting, then we've got cosmetic procedures that claim that they are the magic, uh, like cool sculpting and then the other extreme of like the mini gastric sleeve that um, it's predicted that Kim Kardashian has gotten to keep her extreme weight loss, rapid weight loss off. Um, it's an endless long list of combative, nasty jargon. And the good reality of it is, is that there is truth. There is a baseline of truth. There is a baseline of scientifically backed truth. Um, And so I want to kind of divulge that and the different nuances of it to you to really make sense of what to listen to, where to go, and those kind of sorts of things. Um, Ultimately, number one, there's no size that fits all. Um, That is why really personal trainers, nutritionists, people who can provide guidance, who have um, proper education and training and years of experience, um, really seeking out those individuals is highly important. I will say a certification, a degree um, doesn't make you a good expert. When it comes to um, personal health and wellness, um, you know, training, fitness, nutrition, all those sorts of things, even I'm the product of two doctors and they both couldn't tell you the first thing about how to work out in a gym and what to eat. Um, And that's just the reality of the system. So don't look for people with certifications, please. Um, Try and think of people from a logical perspective. Usually if they're trying to sell you something, if they have a brand partnership that they get paid a lot of money to support, um, if they are a big proponent of a product or they have a very high price for their services, run away. If they have a, honestly, like this is going to sound petty, but if they are focused on a certain aesthetic and they're not inclusive, they're not critically thinking, they're not 
um, trying to reach the broader audience, see it outside of themselves, and they're just focused on showing off their body or um, their like daily life to you, that is marketing. That is a way to convince you and trick you into thinking that if you listen to what they have to say, you're going to look and feel and have the life that they have, and that is just not the case. So that's where we really get into the nuances um, of being extremely careful about who you listen to, um, including myself. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not everyone's um, person as well. I focus on a very specific demographic of people um, that are seeking a very specific uh, type of information and guidance and expertise. I am not, for example, like you should not be listening to me if you're under the age of 18. Um, You should not be listening to me if you've struggled uh, severely with an eating disorder, Um, mainly because I'm not licensed. I'm not a therapist to like a licensed um, counselor to be able to help you with those things or a psychiatrist or psychologist or anything like that. Um, There is a certain type of like self-awareness that you have to have when you are downloading information, especially when it comes to your health, wellness, and listening to different um, things that you're incorporating into your life. So you really need to take everything with a grain of salt and make sure it actually really applies to you um, and like who you are and what you do. A common like example of this is I see all the time. Um, we have people who will say they're like gut experts now or hormone experts when they've never like to me in my perspective a hormone expert is someone who um, has done years and years of study and research um, on like literal blood and feedback biofeedback for from your hormones not just someone who's like take x y and z supplements and you will feel better um yeah those people are garbage and they're trying to sell you. It's like snake oil. Um, they're trying to get you on supplements. They don't, they're not doing any blood testing, uh, to understand what's going on with your hormones or your thyroid or anything like that. And you really have to be careful. Like I've seen too many times, um, people who struggled specifically with fat loss, except, oh, I have PCOS. My doctor told me I need these shots that are $150 a shot. I'm going to do that. And like, this is going to curve my cravings and it's going to fix my PCOS. That's just not true or accurate or good. Um, and that's why generally I say to look at your life um, from a holistic perspective. That's why we have different people with different expertise. We have um, personal trainers, nutritionists, doctors um, who all specialize in their own perspective thing um, and looking at yourself from your own situations. And um, again, making sure, does this really apply to me? But with that being said, like I've said time and time again on the podcast, there is a basic like baseline of health and wellness that does apply to everyone. Um, you, you can go back in our episodes. Those things include sleep, walking, uh, right, eating, you know, 80% whole foods, um, getting your water intake, doing strength training, um, and things like that, which those have all been scientifically proven um, to be a healthy baseline to start from. So, There are things that do apply uh, to everyone, and then there are things that don't apply to everyone. So a good example of this usually is um, starting at the beginning, like the starting point. So 
everyone has a different starting point in their health and wellness and and their journey. Um, For example, some people should start with a fat loss uh, protocol while others maybe need to focus on gaining lean muscle mass as um, a a protocol and that would deeply affect training and um, your nutrition. Why is that? Well, some people have a higher body fat percentage and it would be better to like, for example, okay, say you have um, someone who has a higher body fat percentage and ultimately their goal is they want to look toned. That's like a classic scenario that I see time and time again. If we have that person who has an abnormally high um, body fat percentage, so we're not just talking about, oh, like maybe we need to drop like 2% body fat or whatever. We're talking about like 10% body fat needs to come off. That would be a primary example where we need to focus on fat loss first Two reasons, health, um, taking the stress off of your cardiovascular system, uh, joints and things like that. But then the second reason would be um, from a mental perspective, this person is dead set on wanting to look a certain way and has an image in their in their mind. And it would be much easier, especially if they've never started out in the gym at all, would be much easier to start off with daily walking and adjusting their um, daily intake of calories or food types, food groups, and things like that. That would be a very mild way to start to see a lot of results um, very quickly. Then where we would you know, progress into would be, okay, great. Maybe you've, you've lost, um, 5% body fat. You're looking good. Um, it's time to adjust our calorie intake and start to get that toning effect of like, okay, before you had no muscle at all, no lean muscle mass. So now we need to build those muscles. Um, utilize the fuel that you have with the still excess body fat. Remember we started off at 10%, maybe lost 5%, still have excess body fat, um, using that as, um, uh, option of fuel to, um, grow lean muscle mass and really learn the ins and outs of the gym, um, with strength training and resistance training and getting comfortable with that. And then getting that really beautiful toning, effect that people are looking for where you have lost some body fat, but then you also gain some muscle mass. That process would take a year or more, okay? Depending on all the different variables and the dedication of the individual. So that's just a prime example of like, okay, that is what applies to that person. Okay. I've seen Dang, especially with these sorority video girlies on TikTok, there's some skinny bitches out there. Um and not not in a good way and not judging anyone's body, but like some of these girls need got to eat. Like I am worried for them. Um, they must be freezing cold and, uh, struggling. Um, so with that, we do have, or I have had clients before that, um, really maybe their body fat is healthy or maybe they don't have enough body fat. So we need to put on a little bit of body fat and, uh, definitely put on some lean muscle mass. So that means we're going to be eating, uh, more than we're used to. And, um, hitting the gym hard. Like that is a great opportunity to pack on some muscle because we've got, um, the novice, um, like new to the gym, um, advantage of being able to put on some lean muscle mass quite quickly, um, and getting great, um, results with recovery from being able to basically eat in a high, very high calorie, not as moderated, um, or discipline, uh, food intake. So that's just one example. But ultimately, um, taking fitness into your own hands and defining it for yourself is ultimately what's most important. Um, Most people get caught up on 
(laughs) ultimately not being honest with themselves. So I see all the time with fitness, they're like, oh, I want to look like this. I want to do this. What about fasting? What about this? What about that? Um, Oh, I'm I'm in the gym. I'm running. I'm walking. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Um, But ultimately, people aren't honest with themselves and they don't really deep down and hold themselves accountable. So if you want to achieve some version of yourself, you have to act and be like that version of yourself. Um, I think David Goggins has said this, multiple people have said this before, that if you want to look a certain way or even act a certain way, be a certain way, um, you have to do, act, be, eat, train, um, for that size, that person um, that's in the future. So in in order to get there, you have to do that now. So say you've been eating 2,500 calories or 3,000 calories a day now, that's why you have the body that you have and living in a completely sedentary lifestyle versus, okay, if I want to be the person that I envision in my head that is fitting into my clothes better, feels sexy or naked, um, loses a couple inches, gets that toned, whatever effect of my body, um, ultimately that means that you need to adjust your eating habits. Maybe you're eating 2,300 calories instead of the 2,500 or 3,000 and you're weightlifting and you are taking care of your sleep and you are moder- like moderating your anxiety and depression and you're taking walks, you're living into the person that um, is who, who you want to be ultimately in the future. Same thing applies, holding yourself accountable to that standard that you want and are looking for because ultimately your brain is going to try and trick itself into not wanting to change and not wanting to do anything that will affect the body and the environment that it's currently in. Um, Your body is designed to fight against you, fight against um, every aspect of change and create a safe, cozy, comfy environment um, for survival. So you have to rewire your brain that whatever activity you are doing is good because ultimately it's going to bring you to the person that you want to be, the person that you want to look like, feel like, um, and, and be like. So Really holding yourself accountable is much larger than the discipline fact. I see a lot of people, um, especially in the health and wellness fitness industry, um, who achieve what they're looking for, who achieve the body, they lose the weight, um, they put on the muscle, maybe they go through prep and they walk and they're, you know, pro, whatever it may be, um, you know, do bikini competitions, whatever. They achieve their thing and... Um, they lose touch with who they used to be and they all day and night on their platforms, instead of um, having an authentic touch with people um, and empathy for the beginning, um, empathy for how people start off or whether maybe they're in the middle or they're in a hard time and they just harp and harp all day long on discipline this, motivation that, discipline this, motivation that. I've seen it happen a lot, especially with social media. People will be like, how did you in business, how did you achieve, how, oh, discipline. I have a six hour morning routine that I take a cold shower and I meditate and I manifest this into my life and blah, 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 blah. blah. And if you don't have motivation to blah, 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 and discipline to that, blah, blah, blah. no, ultimately, sure, that might be a piece of it, but they're wrong. The bottom line is 
Most people are very uncomfortable with holding themselves accountable, myself included. People are, it's, no one grows up from high school. Very few people grow up from the throes and drama of high school, okay? Like adults are not adulting. Um, People don't want to hold themselves accountable to their actions, to their thoughts, and ultimately to the way that they treat themselves. Um, That's what it is. Motivation is very hard to come by. Discipline, even harder, okay? I Discipline can be formed with habits, motivation. Ah, it's a fleeting, it's a fleeting thing. It's an emotion. Um, and it's going to come and go. But ultimately, holding yourself accountable is a good fucking place to start. It's a good baseline. Um, It's a good way to live. It's a good moral to include in your life, to hold yourself accountable to the promises that you make. Um, It's it's a good way to hold yourself accountable to the way that people treat you, uh, to your goals, to the things that you want to achieve. It's a really great fucking place to start. Um, And it's much easier to try and hold yourself accountable and man up to those things, Uh, woman up, uh, fess up, own up, um, take ownership of those things than it is to try and somehow muster out the motivation with a cold shower in the morning or um, live a disciplined life in a specific way when ultimately most people have specific disciplines and they know how to have discipline. But most people don't know how to hold themselves accountable. Um, so start there. And that looks different for everybody else. But um, back to kind of like the things that, again, not being honest with yourself, not um, holding yourself accountable. We've got like, it's like in the nuances. Again, this is the whole topic. Like we've got stupid little cheat days. Hate, 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 hate. Um cheat days are fucking dumb. It's not a way to be honest and hold yourself accountable. It's a way to like, it's basically how I like to say it's like a alcoholic having a cheat day. Like if you are addicted to eating food, binge eating, eating out, eating fast food, not holding yourself accountable to nourishing your body with good nutrients, then like a cheat day is not, it's, it's, basically like relapsing. Um, I hate cheat days. If you have cheat days incorporated in your life, it's usually a very sad existence um, because you shouldn't have to cheat on your diet. And when I say diet, I'm not saying dieting. I'm saying what you eat. You shouldn't have to cheat on your day in and day out, just like you don't cheat on your spouse or your boyfriend, girlfriend, um, partner. You, You shouldn't have to have cheat days. Something is fucked up. Um, with your day-to-day, if you have to have a day where you totally blow shit out of the water, where you're not holding true to anything that you've promised yourself. Again, going back to that accountability. Now, really trying to stick to the 80-20, like you should just incorporate the things that you enjoy. Like holding yourself accountable doesn't mean, okay, I can never have five guys because it's just like never, I'm going to deprive myself of all of those things. Now, holding yourself accountable is saying, yeah, I'm going to have five guys this week or next week or twice a week or whatever, but I'm still continuing the baseline of the things that I fucking promised myself that I was going to do. That's the bottom line. That's 
the the solution to the problem, okay? Not a cheat day where you plan, you're gonna blow your shit up and then you have to feel like fucking dog shit the next day and hate on yourself and have to muster up the strength to get back on the track over again. Not it. Then we've got like another example is extremely low calorie diets. Sick of hearing that from fucking influencers. Um, But also like, I'm sick of people saying like, oh, like, and I've been guilty of this before too, um, not looking at the holistic person and being like, oh, 1800 calories is probably good. I've eaten lower than 1800 calories. It's fucking dirt. It's dog shit. Um, the, the normal person who like, and we're not talking about someone who's, um, like very short, unfortunately, like if you don't have the mass to take up that type of space then yeah, your calories are going to be fucking low and that sucks. But most people need to be eating around 2000 calories a day, uh, depending on like your sedentary lifestyle and your age and your height and all those kind of things. But like, I'm so sick of, even like prep diets and people glorifying that stuff and being like, chicken and rice, you want to have my body? No, over it. Also over, over training. Um, it's still not holding yourself accountable. Over training is not, you still need rest. You still need rest. Okay. Um, not holding yourself accountable is having an extremely high body fat percentage and still going to the gym and saying, well, I'm healthy. I, you know, I eat healthy and I go to the gym. Um, but you know, I don't care about my extremely high body fat percentage. I don't care to do anything about it or change anything about my life or my lifestyle. I stay up till 3am and go to work at 7am. Like, it's not holding yourself accountable. It's not making change in your life. Um, it's not doing you any good. Uh, and then you got people who aren't being accountable to themselves and they have an addiction to caffeine. Um, see it all the time. Addiction to sugar, addiction to alcohol, addiction to fast food. It goes on and on and on. Okay, but why do those nuances matter? Ultimately, these nuances define your lifelong success when it comes to health and wellness. It really defines a track of relapse and um, wanting to maintain what you achieve. Again, redefining that baseline of, am I holding myself accountable to this? And a lot of these things that we have to hold ourselves accountable to um are due to a lot of things. We're getting constantly bombarded with fucking false shit from fitness industry and people trying to make a quick buck. We've also stepped into an era of horrible food-like processes in America and like literally places not having clean water. It's, It's ridiculous. It's part of having to survive and high, high food prices and having to fucking grind to be able to take care of yourself. Um, You know, ultimately, if you feel extremely overwhelmed with the endless amounts of content and opinions in the fitness industry, I really recommend that you try and think about your body and your habits from like an ancestral perspective and bear with me because I know that sounds kitschy like that sounds mm, mm, ancestral perspective whatever no but think about it in a logical way and I'm not talking about like liver king and eating like liver and weird shit I'm saying for example so for example I was reading this article 
um, study the other day that said like less than it was something like less than 2% of Americans um, grow their own food or have like their own food source um, now. But before the 70s or something like that, it was like 40% of Americans grew the majority of their food source, um, which is bonkers to me. Um but it makes perfect sense, right? So when you're growing your own food, a great example of like, why is that even helpful? Um, When you're growing your own food, you don't have endless amounts of things to choose from. Really variety can be a large uh, killer of progress because our brain is overwhelmed by variety and highly palatable foods that are marketed and made to want more and make them addictive. Now, necessarily is growing your own food realistic? Absolutely fucking not uh, for us apartment goers and people who can't afford houses, which is um, me. Um, But ultimately, you have to think about like your food choices in that way. Like if I can grow it in my backyard, you know, I should probably eat at least 80% of that of the time because that's how I was designed to be. And I shouldn't trust or make a priority for these foods that are literally chemically designed to make me want to buy them and be a consumer um, and aren't helping me be accountable to myself and aren't helping me achieve the goals that I ultimately want to achieve. Now, like I ha- I'm loving, like we're in fall, like I'm loving the pumpkin spice. I'm loving the um, you know, candies and the things like those are all great things. Those are awesome, fantastic, beautiful, wonderful, delicious things. And we're not in the market of trying to demonize those things, but they don't help us be healthier. Ultimately, they just don't. Um, they don't help us achieve what we're wanting to achieve. Um, and so just keeping that in mind and ultimately prioritizing that, like another thing to think about is <laughs> walking and overall daily movement. For most sedentary Americans, people don't get even close to 4,000 steps a day when really ideally in like our best health, best self world, we'd be getting over 30,000 steps a day. And we have more and more studies that are coming out that are showing that that level of daily movement highly reduce morbidity significantly and like uh, death-related diseases like heart disease and things like that. That is what we have to keep in mind. Living a better life, not letting the corporations, not letting the how society has changed, ultimately decide our health and take it from us. Because um, the bottom line is you don't need to overcomplicate your health um, or your fat loss journey. Really starting simple, starting small with daily movement, adjusting your food intake, and stopping listening to pe- stupid people who don't know shit um, is a great place to start. There is never going to be a magic pill or supplement or magic answer um, to helping you lose excess body fat or being healthy. Um, keeping it simple is ultimately like the, the best place to start truthfully, really. Um, and listening to people who like provide content for free, who aren't interested in getting something out of it. Um, great place to listen. And I, I heard this the other day, um, something to kind of keep in mind and maybe it's a little cheesy, but I like it. 
Um, this guy was asking, what would you rather have a million dollars or the certainty of waking up tomorrow? Pause. Ultimately, you're going to choose the certainty of waking up tomorrow. You're going to say, yeah, what's a million dollars worth if I'm not alive tomorrow? You're, you can't put a price on your life. You can't put a price on your breath. Um, and ultimately you can't put a price on your health. So if you really want to live a very full life, um, you have to make your health a priority and, um, certainly the best way to do that is to start by valuing it and realizing it's completely and totally priceless and you cannot buy back time. You cannot buy back your health. Um, and you cannot buy back every day that passes by that you don't hold yourself accountable, um, to your health, but also, to just like giving a shit about yourself and life is fucking short and it's time to just like put your health first, put you first, your job, you're replaceable. Okay. You're to your family. You're not replaceable. If you die because your health, because you're not taking care of yourself, what's your family going to do without you? What's your person going to do without you, your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your friends, your community? You, you, you can't wait another minute. You have to take care of yourself. Um, you have to find out what works for you. You have to figure out your own nuances of your health. You have to seek out the highest healthy version of yourself it's not me saying become totally radically ob- obsessed with like health and fitness and and being like a crazy person like me, but ultimately you have to start giving a shit. And it's 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 time. No more excuses. Hold yourself accountable and value your life. Every day you open your eyes, you say, "Oh my gosh, I wouldn't trade this for a million dollars." Um, and I will say, speaking from a place of like a person that has struggled with anxiety and depression and having a hard time, ultimately practice is the only way that you'll be able to fully achieve that long-term success. And you're going to have low moments. You're going to have high moments. That's just the nature of it. Emotions come and go. Um, they freely pass and stay. And at the end of the day, you just have to have accountability um, come from within yourself and value your life and the longevity of it. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great rest of your week.